Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about living with, mentoring, and guiding teenagers. Teenagers who have different attitudes, motivations, and engagement levels, not only as those traits relate to the college admissions process, but to life in general. And as parents, we know that teenagers often have dramatic swings in their attitudes and behaviors for any number of reasons, hormones, genes, social pressures, eating habits, environment, you name it. However, in my experience, both with my four sons, as well as with hundreds of prep wellers across the country I've worked with, I've identified three categories that I think define the core attitude of most teenagers as they make their way through high school. And I've likened these categories to the light bulb. Category one, I call the bright bulb. Category two, the flickering bulb. And category three, the dim bulb. And my hope by the end of this podcast is that you've identified where your teenager fits among these three categories, and that you've gotten some tips and insights along the way to help them and you on their path, no matter what type of light bulb they may be. Obviously, this is not a scientific work. I don't have a PhD in psychiatry. I simply created these three categories out of thin air based on my personal observations and anecdotal evidence from years of experience interacting with a lot of teenagers. The last five years of my life have been specifically devoted to helping teenagers make sense of their lives, helping 14 to 18-year-olds figure out how hard they want to push themselves or not, how ambitious they want to be or not, how much they want to think about their future or not, and how much they're willing to align their thoughts or their dreams in some cases with their actions. And as a parent yourself, you will know this is no small chore. And my advice to them is delivered primarily within the context of college admissions planning, as the college admissions process can be viewed as a microcosm of what they will eventually face in real life. Now, just to be clear, the categories of light bulbs, bright, flickering, and dim, may conjure up certain images in your mind as to which one is better or worse, but this would be the wrong way to approach this naming system. The categories do not neatly translate into winners and losers, into successes and failures. Each of the categories has its pluses and minuses. Each of the categories has bright spots and challenges, and each requires a different level of parental engagement. I will, one, lay out the categories, two, 
describe what type of teenager falls into each one and why, and three, what some of the advantages and challenges might be in each category. My goal is once you identify which category your teenager fits into best, let's say you have a child who is a classic flickering bulb, that I can give you some ideas, some tips, some insights into how to best handle that category of teen. Let's start with category one. Category one I call the bright bulb. This bright bulb teenager is self-motivated, self-directed, and requires very little direct guidance from you, their parent. They're independent thinkers, sometimes fiercely independent. They know what's best for them, more so than you do. They can be dismissive of your advice at times, and they generally want to chart their own path. They spend a lot of time in their rooms, working on homework and independent projects, or working out, exercising. Now on the surface, doesn't this sound great? Doesn't this sound like every parent's dream? A child who doesn't need to be prodded and poked and negotiated with and lectured to or threatened. A child who takes the bull by the horns and requires little oversight? Generally speaking, yes, this is a great sign. Your child is moving in the right direction. However, in the big scheme of things, bright bulbs are pretty rare. I'd say they're in the single digits, maybe 5 to 10% of teenagers in my informal observations. They sit out on the far edge of the bell curve. They're more often female than male. They take the college admissions process seriously from a young age. They actually respond to emails. They take action when tasked. And they try their best to match their actions with their ambitions. For the most part, they're a pleasure to work with. The challenge with bright bulbs can be that their light shines so brightly that they blind themselves to advice and feedback. They're so headstrong and independent that they forge ahead and ignore advice from their parents or teachers or coaches or mentors. Again, is this the worst thing in the world? No. Chances are, even if they make a poor decision or two that we see coming a mile away, their enthusiasm and their energy will overcome the setbacks over the long term. The key to managing the bright bulbs is to give them a relatively wide berth so that they don't feel hemmed in but they do feel some level of restraint, some type of outer boundary. I don't think 100% freedom is necessarily healthy for any teenager, no matter their perceived or their demonstrated maturity level, but the brighter the bulb, the more slack can be in the system. So if you have a bright bulb teenager, congratulations. For now, you get a pass on some of the typical blocking and tackling required for most teenagers, that doesn't mean that everything will be easy and perfect. Not so fast. The bright bulb teen will undoubtedly challenge you in unique ways. So stay on the ball and be ready to assist as needed. On the other end of the spectrum is the dim bulb. The dim bulb teen doesn't seem particularly interested in or motivated by anything. Academics, sports, video games clubs, friends, music, you name it. They perform okay on most things, 
but they're not overly enthusiastic. Their grades are okay, not great, but not quite bad enough to take dramatic steps. They appear to busy themselves with a few generic clubs here and there or a friend group, but nothing too exciting or inspiring. And by the way, in my categorization, the term dim bulb does not refer to the teen's intellect in any way. There are, of course, dim bulbs with very high IQs, as well as those who are less intellectually gifted. That's not the point here. Instead, the term dim bulb refers to generally a low level of engagement in life across the board. As a parent of a dim bulb teen, you've no doubt tried many strategies to get your child excited about something, anything, different sports, traditional sports, non-traditional sports, musical instruments, academic tutors. You've bought them a computer and a smartphone, maybe even tried a new school to expose them to a new environment and friend groups, and nothing has quite registered yet. They, like the bright bulbs, seem to spend a lot of time in their rooms, by themselves, with a computer, a phone, a laptop, a tablet. They don't seem overly bothered by the idea that they're treading water and that many of their peers are getting ahead. They have a few friends who are on their program, and they seem content just to ride it out. The dim bulb teenager can be frustrating. As parents, of course, we see so much potential in our children, and it's tough to see that potential go untapped, at least for now. But the good news is that you know where they stand. Their intent is clear. They're just not super motivated right now. And any amount of prodding and poking from you just won't move the needle. And they're not making trouble. That's just the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. So as a parent, you're in a holding pattern, waiting, maybe hoping that something will break through at some point. That's not to say you've given up, but you've already spent years and time and energy and money trying to break through, and so far it's fallen on deaf ears. That's okay. You've done your job as a parent, and now it's time to let life play out for a while. Now, right in the middle of the bright and the dim bulb sits the flickering bulb. The flickering bulb teen is the teen who's brighter than a dim bulb, but not quite as bright or as steady as the bright bulb. They're the Goldilocks bulb. This flickering bulb teen offers a unique set of challenges for parents and teachers and mentors. Because we don't know if we should push, or how far to push, or when to push, or when to back off. On the one hand, the flickering bulb is more motivated than the dim bulb at times, but they can't quite seem to maintain the discipline and the consistency of the bright bulb. They go in spurts. They will show flashes of brilliance one week, and indifference and laziness the next week. The flickering bulb teen puts parents on an emotional roller coaster. Parents are reluctant to push too hard because they don't want to be that parent, that demanding parent who forces their child to do stuff. They want their child to have ownership of their future, but if they back off too much, their child has a tendency to revert back to mediocrity again. The teen, for their part, 
isn't against the extra help. They don't feel like they're being forced necessarily into these productive activities per se. They're following directions and making things happen. There's not much resistance from them. They wouldn't keep up this pace on their own, mind you, but they seem okay to have someone else point them in the right direction over and over again. So what's a parent to do? Here are two common approaches. Parent A. Parent A keeps their flickering bulb child's feet to the fire at all times. After all, their child has great potential, and they're not begrudging the help, but left to their own devices, they might not do very much, or not as much as they're capable of doing. So parent A stays on top of them. They hound them. They check up on them. They put on the full court press at all times, not in a militaristic way, but in a very conscientious and diligent way. The good news, as long as the child doesn't snap, is that along the way, the child actually learns and performs and does the work and practices their scales and makes their hundred foul shots every night and memorizes their calculus formulas, studies those SAT words. But when does it end? If this type of support continues throughout all of high school, what happens when the child goes to college? Has parent A provided too much support, too much scaffolding? Their child makes it through high school and maybe even does very well and then goes off to college where they proceed to get eaten alive and spit back out. They never learn the organizational skills, the decision-making skills, the self-advocacy, the judgment to survive on their own. They were propped up too much. Now, let's turn to parent B. Parent B, after a particularly challenging episode with their child, let's say, throws their hands up in the air and says, that's it. I'm done with you. I'm sick of propping you up only to see you go back to your old ways the minute I take the pressure off. I don't have time to babysit you anymore. You need to take control of your own future. I'm here to support you, but not to hold your hand every single day. That's the parent B attitude. This sounds great in theory, and it gets parent B off the hook, and it forces the child to sink or swim on their own, but did parent B give up too soon? Some teenagers need more hand-holding. They're not as mature. They need more support. The flickering bulb teen needs more support than the bright bulb teen needs. The flickering bulb teen is a fragile teen, a teen that needs a parent who can thread the needle, a parent who can push, but not too hard, a parent who can hold a child to a standard, as long as the standard is not perfection, and a parent who can sense when it's time to slowly and deliberately and intentionally pass the torch of personal responsibility to their child at just the right time. This is a very difficult balancing act for the parent and the child. It's not an all-or-none proposition. It would be easier if it was. There's a transition period that must take place to turn that flickering bulb into a steady, burning, bright bulb. This will not happen without failures along the way. In fact, the bulb may go dark for a few weeks or months, only to come back stronger than ever. In my experience, 
teens fall into these categories along a standard bell curve distribution. On either side of the curve, at the extremes, you will find the bright bulbs and the dim bulbs. In the middle, the majority, are the flickering bulbs, where most teenagers operate. This means that most parents must be prepared to dance that dance, to support as needed, but not too much, to provide guidance and advice, but not too much, to give their child the benefit of the doubt most of the time. In summary, the bright bulbs are, at the outset, pointed in the right direction and require a loose grip that keeps them from going too far off the rails. Their freedom grows alongside their demonstrated level of responsibility and trustworthiness. The dim bulbs, they're cruising. We've given them every opportunity to find something that inspires them, and nothing has quite clicked yet. That's okay. Their time will come. We must try not to begrudge the path that they've chosen. Keep an eye on them. Don't give up on them. And we must look for moments to reintroduce passion into their lives. We have to keep the faith. The flickering bulbs are the ones that need our steady hand of support. These teens aren't sure which direction to go yet. They're in play. Left to their own devices, chances are they'll default down to the dim bulb zone. It's more comfortable and requires less work. And in today's world, it's easy to slide into this category... We all know how and why this is the case. A skillful parent, however, has just as good a chance to convert them to a bright bulb if they play their cards right. This is the ultimate challenge for a parent. Prepwell Academy, my online college admissions program for teenagers, is a great tool for the bright bulbs. After all, bright bulbs are self-motivated, they're task-oriented, and they appreciate the personal development side of the program, so they respond very well to my weekly video lessons. I can see in the back end that they watch every video on time and never get too far behind. Dim bulbs, on the other hand, never quite get there. They're disengaged. They're not interested. For the flickering bulbs, Preple Academy plays a big role in the handoff phase. For one, parents can rest assured that their child is receiving all of the relevant information regarding college admissions without the responsibility of researching and delivering this information themselves. They can assign the Preple Academy lessons to their child and check in with them periodically to see how they're tracking. During a good month, the child will be up to date on all the video lessons. In a down month, they may need a little extra push. This is exactly the type of dynamic that a flickering bulb needs. They need opportunities to take control of the process themselves, as well as the backup support, the backstop, if they lose concentration for a few weeks. If you have a ninth or a 10th grader, and you're looking for a plan that will help them ease into the college admissions process, and you haven't yet enrolled them in Preple Academy, go to prepleacademy.com and sign them up. It will take one more responsibility off your plate, and it will give you the flexibility to support or not support your child during this transition phase. If you have a teenager or teenagers, do they fit into one of these broad categories? Are they a dim or a flickering or a bright bulb? How have you handled it? Do you have any other suggestions 
on how to manage teens during these formative years. Please share your comments with us. That's all I've got for you today, friends. Thank you for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, or 10th grader in high school that might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button and text your friends the link to this episode. Maybe even with a little personal note from you. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an episode, please reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, prepwell underscore academy, by blog, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.